News on Sportsman like here on ESPN Radio, ESPN this 2, all of our great ESPN stations, Sirius XM80. We are presented by Progressive Insurance. Oh, I like it. Okay, so we're going to join hands, love train. I was going to try to join hands, but I saw your cup of coffee there. didn't want to knock it over. So Let's go. Well, you made it awkward now. I'm going to not join hands. Why are you gonna make, Give me you, that hand. You, 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 Give you see, me that big see what he does? defensive you see what, lineman you see hand. You see what he does? And he's going to do it. He's going to make it awkward until I, I get my hand. I want to hold your hands. Come on, uh, No, I'm, I'm uncomfortable right now. <laughs> hold my this hand, Canty. This is an Switch HR moment. Me. Yeah, I'm, I'm sorry. Safe zone. Let me blink twice. I need help. Somebody come save me. Hold me. Wellness check on cancer. Yeah, exactly. I thought we were going to hold hands. I thought we were going to have a moment. No, we weren't. No. no. The moment has passed. It has passed Play the over. song again, Javante. It is Let's bring it over. back. It is passed Let's bring it over. back. I, no. I know what you're trying to do here, Evan. You're trying to delay the Javante, I don't know why you're doing this to, to me, Javante. Stop, Javante. Stop. Okay, no. We, the moment has passed. Give me a hug. Oh, no, I don't know why. Oh, look. Javante and Pat are holding hands. Come on. They are, it's okay. a beautiful sight. Okay, here we go. You, there we go. Aww. Get in there. Get no, in there, I'm Smalls. Good. I'm good. Oh. See, you see what he... We are one. So, hold on. You let, let's you, go. You let this happen, Smalls, and now you don't want to join hands? Mega powers. Hogan and Savage. Here we go. Stop trying to delay the conversation, Evan. What? We know what we're supposed to talk about that you don't want to talk about. Oh. Michigan? We are on Michigan watch today. Uh, I mean, that is true. At any given point, we could have news that takes us away from everything else with a Michigan decision from the Big Ten, which yeah. could be something or nothing. Uh-huh. Or it could continue in the gray area of, I'm not sure what the heck this is going on right now. So we will keep an eye on that. Who are we waving to? Oh, oh that's Harry. my man, Harry What's Douglas. Harry He's Douglas. coming in studio. He can come in now actually, if you want. Actually, I don't know if I want to let him in the house. You know, we Why? got a little bit of beef today. This is a precarious week for you, Louisville, Virginia today? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. How are you feeling? I'm not feeling great. I'm not feeling great. I feel better if Harry gives me the 20 points that we're supposed to be uh, underdogs by. 20 points. 20 points. Three, three touchdowns. <laughs> like, like, Miracles happen. Miracles. We did upset Carolina. You did. We, That's we right. did beat a top 10 team. So That's that, right. So it's in us. We could be the giant killers. Probably not tonight, but it's there. You know, we'll CC with such little faith in his own college, he's wearing another college sweatshirt <laughs> today. Yeah, well, this is actually where my oldest brother went to school. Okay. He played on the football program for Coach Jeffries, legendary coach at South Carolina State, and then Coach Pugh, who's another legend in his own right, is stepping down this year. But uh, yeah, I'm repping for the South, Carolina, the South Carolina State Bulldogs, the marching 101 band. So your brother yeah. played college football. You played, obviously. Your dad uh, played basketball. Both brothers played college football. Where'd your other brother play? North Carolina A&T. And then your dad played college basketball, right? Mom and dad played college basketball. Look at wow. I like that you still wow. were like, maybe I won't make it as a <laughs> Like, come on. What are we talking about? Point, Pat. Uh, well, my dad, um, my dad for a long time played basketball you, in the Bronx. I don't know if that counts I, I, as the NBA Pat. or college. I no, hate Pat I Costello. Not. I hate him. I hate him. Yeah, well, Almost as much as I hate the fact that you pressured me into joining hands with you. I'm doing it again. He, was, he it wasn't again. extending. Why, 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 is he, why is he doing it? You know what? It's like Josh Harris did with Joe Buck. <laughs> no, we did it better. Booth. No, you know what it was? It, it was better. Emmett Smith. Oh, wait. Yeah, that, wait, that's wait. What it was. It was we got to do it again. Smith. Oh, we're doing a fist bump yeah, this time? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right, fine. We'll get to what we have to get to here. <laughs> so there's all this buzz now. Boston Globe, Ben Volan, great reporter, threw it out there. Kind of could Belichick be coaching for his job this weekend? Mm-hmm. They're playing a game in Germany against the Colts, that Sunday morning game. Listen, I understand that you both have been totally dead set on this being Belichick's last year as head coach in New England. Yeah. I'm not. I'm, I'm not in on that. None of us have made the leap of the in-season firing. No. Are you ready to say that he's coaching for his job this weekend? I'm not. 
in any other circumstance, a coach that has these results probably would be, but we're not talking about any average coach. We're talking about Bill Belichick. And even though he is not doing the job that he should be in order to keep his job, just from an X's and O's standpoint out on the field, well, I guess the entire football operations. If you the want entire to operation. If you really want to dig deep into it. But I just think that based on everything that he's accomplished in New England, I can't really imagine the organization doing that to him. That would be, that's a humiliating thing to happen for somebody who has the resume of a Bill Belichick to be yeah, fired in season. Yeah, it is a level of decorum that you have to handle this with if you're Robert Kraft. And here's the silver lining of it all. Nobody in the AFC has more losses than you. Let Bill Belichick keep doing what he's doing because you're going to play your way into having a really good draft pick and maybe getting a franchise quarterback because you know what else I know after this year? It's not only that Bill Belichick's time has passed in Foxborough, but Mac Jones' time is up too. Well, that he was up two years ago. I he, think, he, at this point, he ain't it. Mac Jones is not it. He's right. not your franchise quarterback. And that 2021 quarterback class outside right. of Trevor Lawrence is absolutely awful. I mean, Zach Wilson was a miss. Trey Lance is on a different team already. Then you had Justin Fields, who's on his way out of town in Chicago, and then Mac Jones to round out the first round quarter. They're all bad. And so I think. Wait, that's- I want to ask a question about that. It's an interesting point you're making. So if I tell you that Trevor Lawrence goes to the Hall of Fame, which he's going to, like he's going to end up being a Hall of Fame player, that's not a bold Don't statement you- at yeah. all. No, it's not a smallest. Come on, he's that. He's going to be a Hall of Fame player. Is that a good quarterback draft or a bad quarterback draft? If you have a Hall of Famer number one overall, I mean, if you have five quarterbacks taken and you go one of five, that's not a good quarterback draft. But if the one is that good, no, it still doesn't matter. It's a bad quarterback draft. Like if it, if you're talking about one quarterback went in the first round and that one went to the Hall of Famer, okay, Hall of Fame, okay, cool. Yeah, it's a, a different, quarter, yeah. it's a different perception. It's a different context. But yeah, th- to be one of five, to have five guys not only go in the first round but in the top fifteen picks, and only one of them be good, is a damn shame. So then, now you can blame that on Belichick and him hiring a defensive coordinator to be the offensive coordinator for a quarterback going into his second year. That's a big deal. And so maybe he didn't necessarily handle that the right way, and that has created this regression, this pattern of regression with Mac. But either way, he's not your guy. Either way, you got to find a way to spin it forward. And Mac Jones ain't the guy that's going to be spinning the football for you in the future. Here's so the, they're going to move on from Belichick, but I also think they're going to move on from Mac Jones. Uh, here's the crazy thing: I'd argue that there's a well, there's an argument that Mac was actually better last year than he was this year. I'm sure with the defensive but there, but there's no argument. His best year was his he's rookie. Done. Year. He's done. His best year was his rookie year. They, but but let's not let's not miss the forest through the trees because we're talking about the Bill Belichick of it all. Yeah. And I think as they continue to lose, it makes it clear and obvious that Robert Kraft has to make a decision, and that decision is to move on. You'll put him in the Ring of Honor or the Hall of Fame, whatever you got, the Patriots Hall of Fame. You'll do that. You'll give him the red jacket. That'll all be well and good. But it's time to move on from Belichick, and I think that that will happen at the end of the season. That's not something that happens in season. The, The only thing that I think adds a layer of intrigue to the entire situation is whether or not he resigns or whether you trade him. Because I think that will frame how Patriots fans feel about the decision and the timing of it all. If you decide to trade him and, God forbid, Belichick goes somewhere and has success like Tom Brady did in going to Tampa, I'm sure that there are a lot of Patriots fans that will feel a way. They will feel like you jumped the gun, you you, you got rid of him prematurely. But the reality is, based on the last four years where you've been on the outside of the playoffs looking in for three of them and the team's overall record, I just think that this is the only conclusion that Robert Kraft can come to. You have to move on from Bill Belichick. I think the sports world has basically tried to look at this Belichick conversation through every angle. 
right? Everybody's been talking about it. It's a big buzzworthy thing. We have the in the new angle of could it be an in season firing? Let me throw a curveball that I haven't heard at, at any at you guys. Okay, is it possible? That Bill Belichick and Robert Kraft, who have worked together since the year 2000, are in on this together. And what I mean by that is there was an early recognition, this team ain't it. Mac Jones ain't it. We're going to get through this year. We're going to rebuild it together. Kraft knows exactly what's going on. Belichick knows exactly what's going on. And that they're in on this together, Smalls. And this is not something that Kraft is surprised by or almost disappointed in. That he's almost this is year one of a true rebuild. Okay, I would counter that with, if they're in on it together, why would Robert Kraft be in any way going along with what's happening? Bill Belichick is in charge of everything in that organization from a football standpoint. And there's not one component of it that you can really look at and say, this is going well, or this is trending positively in the right direction. I mean, you always say the defense is good. so yeah, They are. Yeah, they are. but I think just as a, as a football team and – from some of the draft picks, you're you're looking at it over the past couple of years, and it's not great. So I don't know why why ownership would want to go along with that in any way. Yeah, Robert Kraft is not in on it. If you listen to everything he said since the owners' meetings in late March, he talked about the standard being the standard, and that he's not going to sacrifice team success for individual within their organization chasing individual accolades. And in this instance, we're talking about Bill Belichick chasing Don Shula's record for regular season wins all time, he, and, and so. Kraft has let it be known that this team needs to have success. They need to get back to the postseason. They need to have postseason wins. They haven't had a postseason win in five years. So, I mean, that, that's a long time based on the standards that they've established over the last two decades. So, I don't think Robert Kraft is in on this being a rebuild when that's what he's been saying all offseason and during the early part of the regular season. There is a clear bar that Belichick has to clear, and it's obvious that he's not going to come anywhere close to that this year, which puts Robert Kraft in position where he has to make a decision. Otherwise, we can't take what Robert Kraft has to say at face value. Well, but you you properly noted all the stuff that Kraft has been saying was the offseason. He's been very quiet during the season, right? He hasn't said anything. There's nothing on the record from Kraft, to my knowledge, in season. So I just, I guess maybe, it may be wishful thinking. It's just a different way of looking at it. That if may- somebody has been saying something for six months, and they're saying winning is important, and nobody in the conference has more losses than you, I can't imagine that's going to end well for Bill Belichick. I still would give him more time. I would. I know I'm in the minority on this. I still have more faith in him. He got the quarterback wrong. He got two parts of the quarterback wrong. He said goodbye to Brady at the wrong time, and he is he is legendary good at saying goodbye to people at the right time. Well, you can get the quarterback wrong, but here's the other thing. like The Jets have the quarterback wrong in Zach Wilson, and they still got four wins. Yeah. They run into four wins. They're in the same division. Right. But they've had the quarterback run the last couple of years, and they made the playoffs two years ago with the wrong quarterback. Like, yeah, the Jets are not going to make yeah, the quarterback Yeah, but you've got Zach, two wins through nine games. This it's is, been awful. This is this been this absolutely is, awful. This yeah. is awful. Cleveland, like, there's, there's levels to a, this. Cleveland weathered a, a question at quarterback for, you know, a, a good stretch this season. No, I mean, and there's he's, teams that do it. And he's the example of actually weathering it in a great way. I mean, they won double-digit games with Matt Castle as a quarterback. Like, he's done this they before. They ain't weathering it now. No, though. they're I not. I mean, listen, the Raiders have started three different quarterbacks, including Brian Hoyer and AOC. I mean, you look at what the Indianapolis Colts are doing. They're out there with Gardner Minshew. They got four wins. Like, you just go, the Cleveland Browns have started three different three yeah. different quarterbacks, DTR and Phillip Walker and Deshaun Watson. And they got over four wins. Like, I'm just sitting there looking at it and saying – if Bill Belichick is still got his touch, if he's still one of the very best coaches, 
He should be able to find a way to navigate around bad quarterback play. But the combination of the quarterback's regression along with the team's overall lack of success is what puts every option on the table in terms of how this franchise moves on and ushers in a new era of Patriot football. I'm not arguing any of that, but I'm glad we're all on the same page with this. The one option that we as a show do not believe is on the table is the in-season firing. No. We yeah, don't believe don't that, 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 that that's, that's one of the options. That we can throw out any hypothetical we want, but the in-season firing is one that we're not going to necessarily say at this point is on the table. That's not going to happen at any point. No. Right, at any point. I think right. it'll happen at the end of the at season. Any. Coming up, Chris Canty gets challenged, but will he accept it? Next on Sportsman Like ESPN Radio. Have you ridden an electric e-bike yet? You need to check out Electric E-Bikes today, the number one selling e-bike in America. Two things stand out that bikers love about electric. Number one, the majority of their models come pre-assembled, so you don't need to be a bike savant to ride them. Number two, electric wants to empower riders to spend more time exploring outside on their bikes, so they've made range a priority. Long-range batteries allow riders to hit typically around 65 miles of range or up to 150 miles on some models. Bonus, electric has purposefully priced their bikes to be affordably awesome. So you don't have to break the bank to get these sweet rides. See why people who have made the switch to electric bikes have fallen in love with biking again by visiting electricebikes.com. That's L-E-C-T-R-I-C-E-B-I-K-S.com. For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call, click Granger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. This is the Unsportsmanlike podcast on ESPN Radio. This is Unsportsmanlike with Chris Canty, Evan Cohen, and Michelle Smallman. Big game tonight, big game tonight. Yes, Chris Canty, the Virginia Cavaliers are coming to the Cardinals nest, baby, to face my Louisville Cardinals. It's on and popping, and we're going to take you down. And me and you, we're going to bet a nice dinner. I ain't giving you no points. Real men don't ask for points. They bet straight up, Chris Canty. Give me no points, dog. Oh, it's boy. It's, it's, oh boy. It's, it's three touchdowns, oh, man. What you oh mean I can't goodness, get no points? Look at that graphic. It's three touchdowns. 92% to 8%. Lord have mercy. I was just saying, we already upset a top 10 team this year already. That already okay. happened. That's we, a, we, we Harry care, Douglas we is here. We Carolina Tar Heels. That happened. Okay. Don't, 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 let it, don't let it happen again. Louisville, of course. Don't, and, uh, don't, don't, let, it, don't let it happen again. All I need <laughs> is your love you hear, tonight. <laughs> you hear Harry 3P <laughs> to 7P with Freddie Coleman every single day, Eastern Time here on ESPN Radio. And a countdown to college game days. Harry Douglas joins us, brought to you by Traeger. Traeger is awesome. Let me tell you why. This Saturday, enjoyed the one-of-a-kind wood-fired flavor on the Traeger Ironwood XL from the Home Depot. All right, boys. How many, po- oh, how many, po- how many, how many points are you giving me, dog? He just did that Traeger read. Uh, Traeger, if you're listening, um, I cook a lot. I definitely grill a lot. I will be on the, in the kitchen and on the grill for Thanksgiving. So, Traeger, I would love, love to showcase one of your grills on every platform that I have. Traeger, I'm petitioning. Oh, you just I'll remind you. me. I already got, I got, I got to order the ducks for Thanksgiving, too. Because we have Ooh. duck in my house, not turkey for Thanksgiving. Oh, really? So, I got to order the ducks. I'm not a big, I'm not a big turkey ducks. guy either. Yeah, like, I'm not we turkey do, We do baked chicken. Oh, yeah. really? Chicken yeah. Okay, all right. You're rolls. opening up a can of worms. Yeah, yeah, I was yeah. going to wait a week to do this, but here we go. Thanks, here's my problem with Thanksgiving. Talk to me. You eat, <laughs> fu- you eat food you don't want to eat normally. 
You see family you don't want to see normally. What? You drive further than you normally drive. You hate your family? No. Yeah, what's that's going what on? No, that's, that's what he just said. No, that's, that's not what, what I'm saying. That's not what I'm saying. That's not what I'm saying. You just said you eat chicken. You see family that you don't want to see. You don't want turkey. What? Don't you drive further than you normally would drive to see people on Thanksgiving? Not if you host it. Well, there you go. There <laughs> See, you I'm, go I'm a hosting and also going to my uh, my in-laws' house, too. Like, my parents are going to come to my house, but my, my in-laws, they have a lot of people come in from New Orleans or whatnot at, at their spot. So I'm going to do half of the day at my house and then the other half at my in-laws' house. So All right. looking I'm forward just, to it, though. But none, none, of, none of you have turkey, I guess. But anyway. No. Why, 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 why do you have to have turkey if you I don't agree like turkey? with you. That's what I'm saying. I agree with you. I'd rather order pizza. Then have that. No, 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 I gotta have. No, I gotta, I gotta have. I'm serious. You took it too far. I was right there with you, and then you went too far, which you always do. I, I gotta have. Hold a home, my hand I gotta again. have home cooked meals for Thanksgiving. Me too. Gotta yes. have home cooked meals. Absolutely. Actually, I believe in having duck on Thanksgiving so much. I baked it into my wedding vows to my wife. Ooh. So oh. when we got married a year ago, duck was in the vows. Duck on Thanksgiving so you know is a part do. of it. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> and from what I understand from my team, like that's a binding contract because she said I do. There you go. So I got duck, I got duck you know on Thanksgiving in perpetuity. Thank you, Lord. But what we need to know is mm-hmm. how many points you going to give me tonight? Oh, How many points? It's, tw- it's 20 and a half. ESPN bet got the line at 20, 20 and a half. half. Yeah, how, how, how many so points Virginia am I going to Virginia at Louisville. Two alums here on either yeah, side, obviously. Yeah, Harry's I, team is awesome. Chris's team is playing tonight. Wasn't too long ago y'all actually beat us, right? I'm just saying, I just, I just want to know how many points you're going to give me tonight. Chris, I can't give you any points. No, nah, I got to get points. I got to get points. No, we got to do an ATS. You don't have to we get gotta, points. We got to do it. We got to do an ATS. No, you. Otherwise, see, ain't no deal. Let's, I let's, was told real men don't need points. And I was told there wouldn't be math in the show, but here we are talking about the odds <laughs> on ESPN bet. That's what happens, dog. All right, let me see. Let me see. Let me see. It's, it's 20 and a half. So how many points are you going to give me? 21. I get three. No, no, no. Give me two touchdowns. Dude, no. Give me two touchdowns. No. I'm, 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 I'm giving spread, you a touchdown back. Oh, yeah. No. I'm giving you a touchdown back. Oh, no. What you mean? <laughs> Come on, man. Shout it's out to my Louisville It's cards. in the best interest of the show for us to have a bet on this. But I, I got to give a shout out to my brother, Harry Lyles, who does Countdown to College Game Day with me. He's yeah. going to be on the sidelines. Uh, all my people there at Louisville, Miss Robin, Miss Denise, the head coach, um, Jeff Brom, Greg Brom, Rocco. Who does, who's the SID there as well, man, uh, Josh Hurd, the AD, that's my extended family. Like that university, man, that's my home away from home, and they really took care of me and, and showed me a, a different form of love outside of my family when I got to the University of Louisville. So, uh, Miss Robin, they're going to take care of my boy Harry Lyles tonight, so <laughs> shout-out to my Louisville family. L's up, baby. L1C4. Oh, Louisville first, cards forever. Oh, wow. What just happened here? You just <laughs> <laughs> It was a Louisville infomercial. I mean, what just like happened? Here? You ever heard of the takeover? Oh ever this God. is a takeover. <laughs> man, so, so basically, so basically, so basically like what we came down to is me and Harry ain't betting on a nice game. Well, okay. clearly. So that's not happening. Yeah, All right, yeah, yeah. Harry, oh. let me talk to you no, about no, something. No, no, no. We got to have something. Yeah, we're not, we're not doing something. He, he's just, not going to give me points. Let's just do, let's just do uh, like a hoodie. Like if Virginia wins, I got to wear your hoodie. If Louisville wins, you got to wear a hoodie. I want I want I want the points. I want the points. I want the points. For a hoodie bet? Yeah, for a hoodie bet, I want the points, man. Come on. I'm not man. wearing that I'm not wearing that trash gear unless I get the points. Oh. I love your offensive coordinator though, Dez Kitchens. Okay. Good dude. Well, that makes one of us. Good dude. That makes one of us. But Good since we're talking about things that ain't going to happen tonight, let me ask you about uh, Justin Fields not playing for the Chicago Bears. How should they handle this situation with him moving forward? Has he taken his last snap as a Bears quarterback? Um, 
there's always a possibility. But at the same time, I've had thumb injuries playing the game of football. Uh-huh. And the thumb is the baseline of everything you want to do. And a lot of people might not think that's important until you actually injure your thumb or mm-hmm. injure your big toe. Same thing on your foot. Your big toe is the baseline for everything you want to do. Yeah. So Justin Fields is going to have that discomfort for the rest of the year in his thumb. So if it doesn't feel right, what is the purpose of him going out there and playing and, and re-injuring and, and, and uh, probably having a further injury with, with that thumb? Like I played with a thumb, splint thumb, cast multiple times, had to cut out my glove, catching with nine fingers. So I, I don't want people to minimize this injury, especially a quarterback who has to touch the football every single play and also throw the football and grip it a certain way to be able to get passes to where you needed to be. Harry, when you look at the Bears right now and you look at what's going on with them and you do the compare and the contrast with the Jets, and there's a reason we're doing this. You hear Matt Eberflus have this wild press conference of he's playing, he's not playing, 51%, whatever it is, and then you hear um, Robert Sala with the Jets saying, I plead the fifth. Which coach do you look at and and say to yourself, they know what they're doing more between those two because it doesn't feel like either of them know what they're doing right now. Well, the thing about Robert Sala is that uh, I think he's basically telling all of us that it's out of his control. Hello. Right? When you look at the owner, Woody Johnson, and also Joe Douglas, the GM, he might want to switch his quarterback, but it's above his pay grade. So he has it's nothing he can do about that. Like but if, that in itself is wild, right? For you guys that played in the league, the fact that a coach couldn't make a decision amongst who plays and who doesn't? Yeah, you're saying that the coach like can't that coach. Yeah. <laughs> it's like that sometimes, man. You know, it's not like that when it comes to functional franchises. No, uh, that's a good point, too. But I think at this point, moment right now at this juncture in the season, I'm not a believer in Zach Wilson. And I'm, I'm not afraid to say that. Like, you, you look at when a guy holds the ball more than two and a half seconds, those eight sacks in that game the other night came because of that. Now, there are other things in that ball game from the offensive line, drop passes, Alan Lazard, my goodness. Get your eyes to the catch, man, and hmm. catch the football. Turn your hands the right way. Like, it's, it's a lot of things on that offense that are hurting the New York Jets right now. But I think when it comes to Zach Wilson, this is th- year three, right? Has yeah. he done anything to show you that, hey, you know what? This guy can be our guy moving forward. Nothing. So why is he still around? Because of where he was drafted. Yeah, I understand. But I commend the San Francisco 49ers for saying, you know what? We missed on Trey Lance. Sometimes we can't let pride get in the way of things. That's right. Because if you continue to just keep things around, it could sink your franchise even more. But in many ways, well, just quickly, yeah, in many ways, what you're saying confirms what CeCe's been saying, which is a dysfunctional organization wouldn't be able to admit mistake. In any walk of life. Like, the moment, hey, you know what? We got this one wrong. Let's acknowledge it and let's move on to the next thing. That's what the, what but, but in that, essence you're saying. I'll the Jets aren't you, doing that. And Chris understands this. This happens in a lot of organizations, yeah. even when they're not dysfunctional. Right? People don't want to admit that, hey, I took this guy number two overall, and he can't play. And he's not the guy for our organization to lead our franchise. Think, think about how hard that is because of course. you invested in that human being thinking that he can be. So you exhaust all possibilities that he can be the guy, right? I, I think all the possibilities are exhausted by now. <laughs> yeah, that's a wrap. And it's ego because you don't want to admit you exactly. were wrong. So you want to exhaust those possibilities. Harry, uh, I can't let you get out of here without asking you about college football and what's going on at Michigan. We're waiting to get some sort of rev- rev- resolution Excuse me, with the – Connor Stallions of it all, the sign ceiling scandal. Do you think that we'll see a punny a punishment levied towards Jim Harbaugh in season? Um, I think there's a great possibility. I think I think it will happen. And I'm glad it will be towards Jim Harbaugh and not the students that are playing out there, right? And I and I and I, and I said this yesterday on on Freddie and Harry. When you look at the opponents that Michigan has played this year, they have outscored them three hundred and sixty six to sixty. <laughs> no one can can convince me that a sign-stealing scandal 
allowed Michigan to beat those teams in that, in that manner. But also, I would say this too, that those teams without the sign-stealing scandal would have a chance to beat Michigan. Michigan, in my opinion, th- them and Georgia are the most complete teams in college football. Hello. So I want people to understand that also. Now, on the flip side of things, Jim Harbaugh, and the reason why I think a suspension for him is probably warranted is because you're the head coach, you're the head of that organization, of that franchise. Uh, I won't say franchise, or, or that program. Right, So everything you're responsible for, whether you know or don't know. Now, it's hard for me to wrap my head around you not knowing, but if that's the card that you're going to play, it is what it is. Just real quick, Harry, follow-up. If Jim Harbaugh didn't know, does that potentially lessen the punishment than if he did know? Or if he directed Connor Stallions to do those things that he's been accused of? No, you're still in charge of that program. Yeah. Like, no, but, no, 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 no I, get, I get that he's going to be punished, but what I'm saying is, does the severity of the punishment change based on his knowledge or ignorance to the situation? I, I, don't, I don't think so. Okay. I don't think All so. Right. Because, like, once, you, once you're the head coach over everything that's going on, whether it's your assistant coaches, your, your equipment managers, your mm-hmm. players, you're responsible no matter what. And I think that's one of the things that Heather Dennis pointed out um, yesterday is that it might be something in writing that, hey, when you're the head coach over your program, if something you're responsible for things that go on in your program. Pat Fitzgerald rule, in essence. Yeah. yeah. I mean, at Northwestern. It's not apples to apples, but it's the same kind of thing in his denial no, of that. No, it is not. No, no, I know. That's what I'm saying. It's not, but no. conceptually, it's the same of whatever goes on underneath you is your responsibility. No one know what they was doing with them apples in right. Northwestern. Well, that's obviously different in that regard. <laughs> yeah. Harry Douglas, of course, apples. Freddie <laughs> and Harry, right to 7 p.m. Right. Eastern Time, and I'll be a part of College Game Day on Saturday. Thank you to Harry. Of course, coming up, could we have a neutral site type? Title round and championship game. We'll get to that next on Sportsmanlike ESPN Radio. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day, but sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. This is the Unsportsmanlike podcast on ESPN Radio. It is Unsportsmanlike, presented by Progressive Insurance. You can watch us on ESPN2, listen to us on all of our great ESPN stations across the country, and check in in the Dr. Pepper inbox, 888-SAY-ESPN, for the call-in line at Unsports ESPN, where you can check out right now, if you missed any of Canty and I holding hands uh, during the show, <laughs> you will have that uh, on Thank you there. for that, Javante. I appreciate it. Thank you, sir. Yeah, yeah. well, we're glad that Javante is back, of yes. course. Such a bad guy. And we are also uh, proud <laughs> to recognize that it is Veterans Week here at oh, ESPN. he's firing As we honor all military personnel who are actively serving, veterans who have served, bad timing here on this, uh, veterans who have <laughs> served, and those 
those who made the ultimate sacrifice, we want to make sure that military personnel and military spouses everywhere are aware of ESPN's continued support of disabled American veterans, the DAV, the career fairs which go on, which connect veterans to spouses with employers nationwide who are committed to hiring them. Learn more. Go to DAV.org. Just an awesome thing that ESPN is a part of. And obviously we thank those and we salute those who have served our country and done things that are so unbelievably courageous to allow us to sit here and hold hands on the radio and national television and talk sports and talk about nonsense every single day. Um, may have been some nonsense spewed yesterday, or may not have been, by Scott Boris, super agent in Major League Baseball, always has interesting comments, always has interesting comparisons. Um, yesterday, he discussed the idea of a neutral site World Series, and that obviously right now we do not have that, but what do we think about that concept? Because if we think about it, the NFL has a neutral site Super Bowl, but yeah. nothing up until then is a neutral site. Yep. The NBA does not have neutral site. NHL does not have neutral site. College football does. College basketball not only has neutral site in, in terms of the Final Four and championship, they have, in essence, their version of the playoffs, the NCAA tournament, all neutral site. How do we feel about the concept of a neutral site World Series? I'm all in on it, man. I love the idea of a neutral side situation because you're eliminating variables that could adversely affect either team. And I think that's the thing. I think once we get to the championship game, I want it to be decided by the talent on the field and not a whole lot else. I don't want weather to factor in. I don't want home field advantage to factor in. I just want a neutral site. That way we can see who the best team is. Now, on the journey up into the championship game, I'm okay with home field advantage being a factor because that's why you play so hard during the regular season. You have to have the regular season mean something, and I think home field advantage in the postseason up until the big game or the or the World Series, in this instance, the Fall Classic, I think that that's okay. So when it comes to league play in the postseason, cool with home field advantage. Once we get to the actual championship game, I want it on neutral site. I hate this. I think this is one of the worst takes ever, Scott Boris, I, respectfully. <laughs> Let's remove March Madness from the equation because that's so singular in what it is, right? Okay. When we're talking about the national championship and we're talking about the Super Bowl, it's one game. So I yeah. understand why they wouldn't want to give one team a fair, an, a fair advantage or an unfair advantage. But if you've been to a national championship game, if you've been to a Super Bowl, it's a very sterile environment. Yes. It's, it is not what I would consider to be a memorable environment for the game. Conversely, when you go to the Stanley Cup final or you go to a World Series, you remember the environment because every person in there wants to be there for their team. And there's potentially seven games. So you have an opportunity on either side for you to get it done at home. I just think taking away the home field environment for those teams and those fans that get to the World Series is a disadvantage and it removes some of the personality and flavor of what makes it great. All fair. I think this is a lot more debatable than people realize because I think this comes out yesterday and everybody's like, this is the dumbest thing ever. And then if you actually think about it, you started your argument by saying, take away the NCAA tournament. Well, people love the NCAA tournament and it's all neutral sites. And there are still diehard fans that go there. You're a thousand percent right. For the the less than one percent out there that's probably been to a Super Bowl that's listening to us. It's not the rabid sports fans that are listening to it. It's the high, you know, it's the business crowd that goes to the Super Bowl because you, in essence, spend your way in. Great advertising partners in and around the networks and the Correct. NFL, et cetera. It's not easy to get in there, But obviously. it doesn't take away from watching the big game, though. No, watching, no. But being there, it the, is a little different in terms of the environment. It's terrible. But I go back to, as a diehard NBA fan, as crazy as this may sound, and I'm in the minority on this, I thoroughly enjoyed the bubble. 
I thought the bubble was great. The neutral site, I thought every... And now it's because te- we, we didn't have sports. Well, yeah, maybe. Right. <laughs> yeah. Just happy to have and, 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 I enjoyed the bubble, too, because my team won the championship. And my team was in the yeah, championship exactly. against your yeah, team. Exactly. But hosting a morning show, the games were in the afternoon. It was great. Even yeah, better, awesome. right? Yeah. But there was an element to... No team has the advantage because of something that has nothing to do with the team. Yes. And you could say, okay, well, it does have something to do with the team. They won more games than the other team. I get it. But, like, if we had, theoretically, snow for the Super Bowl, would we like that? Because I would actually hate that. No, I don't I, want that. I think it would be awesome. Right. I don't want See, that. See, that's, that's where it comes down to. And that's why the neutral site happens. Because, theoretically, you don't want to be playing in February in Kansas City in a snowstorm. And the reason that Mahomes gets you there, he can't be in the biggest of games. He can't be a high-powered – I know Mahomes may be a bad example. He can do anything. You get the overall point. Yes. I, I, I saw this, and I initially went to where you went, Smalls, and then I thought back to where are the best games that we've enjoyed over the last 10, 15, 20 years of our life, and many of them are neutral site games. People love you, – you, your argument is a great one with what you said, but the preface of leave the NCAA tournament to the side, what if we don't? What if we actually copy that? But that's, a, that's such a build-up to the one game. I just think it's so different. I can't imagine baseball saying we're going to take every single playoff game and play it in a, on a neutral site. And we, when you're also having multiple games in the series, you do have options to play, hopefully, on either team's home field. I just I think about the best sports mm. moments that I've been a part of. The David Freeze game in Game 6 of the 2011 World Series would not have been the same 100%. if it was on a neutral 100%. site. 100%. 100%. You know, think about how many great NBA Finals games where the environment is crazy because it's on that team's home court. But then how do you explain 28-3? One of the greatest Super Bowl moments ever, not just because I'm a Pats fan. It's a comeback. It's unbelievable. That's in a neutral site. But that's one that? game. I'm talking about one singular game. I understand the okay, argument. Okay, what for would you one want game. a game seven in a neutral site? Three and three, each spot, and then you go to a neutral site for a game seven? No. I, no, I'm just I'm using your I'm trying what to use your argument against you in this in this regard. <laughs> You're not gonna do it. No, but it's just like, think, think about it this way. So <laughs> think about you have the Rangers and the Diamondbacks. Three game it goes to a game seven. Three games in each city, and then game seven neutral site. That feels weird, but that's kind of what CeCe's saying is I don't want that determining game to be impacted by anything other than the players. So we talked about the great environment in Philly, right, at Citizens Bank Park. You're telling me if they would have made it to the World Series that you would want to remove that environment from the experience, that you would want to have it in a neutral site, that you don't think that that enhances your viewing experience or the experience of the World Series as as a whole? But see, that's the thing. I don't necessarily look at it as enhancing the fan experience. What I want to do is get it down to who's the best team. Right. And that's why when we start talking about postseason play – especially in this instance with baseball, I don't have a problem with it being a neutral site fall classic because it's a situation where I'm letting the teams on the field determine it and I'm not letting any other variables impact the actual result. Now, here's what I will say. I'm okay with teams having home field advantage throughout league play. So the American League teams, if you had a better record than such and such, then you had the extra game at home in a, in a long series. I'm okay with that. Because league play in the regular season has to mean something. I'm cool with that. Just like home field advantage throughout the playoffs in the NFL means something. Your record means something because of what you earn during the regular season. But when you start talking about the Fall Classic, when you talk about the World Series, then all of a sudden I think you have to throw out the merits of the regular season and, and, and ultimately what, what amounted to you being in that spot. I don't think you should have a home field advantage because it doesn't wait 
the strength of the respective leagues or the respective conferences. So that's why I'm cool with the World Series being neutral site, and uh, and it's okay leaving the other ones as is. So I, I listen. I understand what you're saying about the fans and the experience and the environment. I just don't want any of that deciding who the best team in a given year actually is. Yeah, and that's that's part of that game seven, that final game. You think about the snow, you think about the weather, you think about all of that. And I understand that's part of telling the story. But again, I go back to the bubble because of what your point is. It's not a surprise that a franchise that only cares about basketball, Miami, goes up against a player that is obsessed with basketball and LeBron in the finals. Like, sure. it makes sense when the only thing that's cared about is that sport and no distractions that those two end up there. But fans are the lifeblood of what we do, right? Fans are the lifeblood of sports. And to have a fan base that is passionate and loud and becomes an X factor in the game because the environment is so tough to go into, that's good for your team. That's good for sports in general. You can be a part of Unsportsmanlike Nation on the Dr. Pepper call in line. You can weigh in on this in terms of a neutral site World Series, neutral site Game 7, final round, however you want to look at it. Are you in or out on that concept that Scott Boris threw out there yesterday? 888-SAY-ESPN, 888-729-3776, ESPN Nation, presented by Dr. Pepper. It's not college football season without the delicious taste of an ice-cold Dr. Pepper the ones fans deserve. Pat Costello, our producer, is over it next. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit... Your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21-plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. This is the Unsportsmanlike podcast on ESPN Radio. Pat, <laughs> what are you over today? Guys, this World Series neutral site thing is the worst idea that I've ever heard, and I can't even believe that you guys are entertaining it, yet alone accepting it. We're going to play 162 games. We're going to play 81 home games in front of our fans, Nine, or another nine or whatever it is in the playoffs, and then all of a sudden, just for the World Series, we're putting it in a neutral site because that's when we decide that we want to care about who wins the games, not the rest of them, not the other 170 games of the season, but just right now, this is the worst idea I've ever heard. Okay. Okay, so what would you rather? A neutral Keep site. Same. Hold on, a neutral site World Series or a home field advantage Super Bowl? I don't even. I don't. I just want the World Series to stay the same. No, no. I'm asking. I'm, I'm asking a question. If you had to have one, a neutral site World Series or a home field advantage Super Bowl? So home field Super Bowl. I guess. I agree. 
But the, why the, don't we scream and yell about that then? If, it's, if it, the concept of neutral site is so bad, why don't we ever hear anyone saying, and I know it's because of business, you need to plan in advance the parties, the events, et cetera, for yeah. the Super Bowl, and it takes a year plus worth of, actually multiple years of planning yeah. probably, and the facilities and hotels, I get it. But we never hear anyone say, this is ridiculous. Kansas City should actually host the Super Bowl instead of having to go to Vegas for the Super Bowl. I've never heard anyone say that. Nobody says that. Right, I so think- if you're going to argue against a neutral site, don't you have to argue for that? Well, I think you'd have to, but I think the one thing that we we don't talk about is how the weight of the respective conferences, or in this instance with baseball, the two leagues, uh, doesn't factor into who has home field advantage once we get to the World Series. And I think that's the part where having a neutral site fall classic actually makes some sense because you do have a chance to eliminate the variables that might come along with having, I don't know, the bad luck of being in the better of the two leagues. I feel like the Super Bowl is really hard to compare to the World Series for several reasons, but the Super Bowl is the single greatest entertainment spectacle in America. We have one day that is dedicated to this one game. It is so far beyond a football game. It's a concert. It's an advertising juggernaut. It is a, a one singular gathering day for America. People are petitioning that we have the next day off because we all get together for the Super Bowl. The World Series is totally different. You have up to seven games, and I think I think it's a reward for fans who have stuck with their team for 162 plus. By the way, we've talked about the neutral site Super Bowl. If you have actually gone to a game, it's a terrible environment. I've been lucky enough to go. I went for work and I said to myself, I never want to actually be here for a Super Bowl again because it's so much better on television. It's a better television product. Whereas for the World Series, the environment is part of what makes it great. I agree with you on the Super Bowl part. It's not even debatable. I mean, we sound like Snobby saying this. Seemed like, pretty cool time I went. Well, okay, you were on well, the field. Well, a little, <laughs> seemed a little cool. Javante, <laughs> that's a humble brag on that one. Well that, done. That's though. an acceptable one. That's an acceptable I, yeah, humble brag. That I won the damn Super Bowl. How is it one. not acceptable? He earned that humble brag. <laughs> <laughs> Pat, what else you got? Wait, but I want to hear from Darren in Chicago on ESPN 1000 before we move on. <laughs> Pat's taking calls now. Yeah. Right. I love it, Pat. Go ahead. <laughs> yes, Darren. Hey, what's happening? What's happening? Look, um, you guys are super high thinking that you're going to have a World Series in a neutral location. If anybody were to tell me that in 2016 I was not going to go to Wrigley Field for a World Series, I would punch you in the face. And then think about Game 7. In Cleveland, the rain delay, come on, guys. Right, and that's but that's you actually what wanted to, that. Yeah, that's what you're trying to prevent. Well, you, you, you actually it adds wanted, to you the war. Yeah. That? That, that's actually a good thing for the sport. Great thing. Well, for okay. the Cubs, it was. But I mean, like the thing that I would challenge Darren or anybody else: if there was a game seven for the Cubs in the World Series and it was in Miami, you would go. I understand it would be a lot harder it financially. Feel the same. Though. I understand, but you'd find a way for the Cubs at that point. What else, Pat? Uh, I'm over this will they or won't they thing with Jim Harbaugh. Uh, this is like Travis Kelsey and Taylor Swift at this point. Can we just get something done here? Can we make a decision? Like, um, can, can we move the ball down the field a little bit with Jim Harbaugh? Well, we're trying. I mean, it's not like it, this is the problem. Yeah, but like, it feels like nothing's happening. Pat, it feels like we we're have, just like, oh, We well, have a million teams in the Big Ten. I don't even know how many teams are in the Big Ten anymore. Too many, right? All the teams in the Big Ten seemingly are all out to get Michigan. They want this done immediately. Michigan's saying, well, due process, investigate it. The Big Ten saying, 
well, we need to make a decision because of our member institutions are pushing us to do that, but we don't have enough inf- information to make the decision. So what decision would you like them to make with the lack of information that they seemingly have? Move on. If there's no information, move on. Then, there, then there's nothing to punish them for. Well, if we have no information or no fine. evidence, then yeah. move on. Yeah, but they, they got to tell the other member institutions that, and they're never going to be okay with that. That's the problem. It's the Ohio States, the Purdue's, and everybody. But, but here's the problem that, that if we got to do this with Jim Harbaugh in Michigan, then that means we got to look into their allegations towards you sure. about colluding to share signs that you stole from University of Michigan's football program. If that, in fact, proves to be the case, then not only are we talking about suspending Jim Harbaugh, we're talking about suspending Ryan Day. We're talking about suspending Greg Schiano. I don't name, know the name of the head coach of the Purdue Boilermakers, but I suspend think him. Ryan Walters? But suspend him, too. Like, that's what we're talking about, just based on allegations and not a lot of facts. <laughs> Actual evidence, no conclusive findings on a report from an investigation. That's, that's the name. that's the problem that you run into with going down this slippery slope, which is why Tony oh, Petiti has to be careful. I was looking up his name; I couldn't remember the guy's name. I couldn't. I, I don't think it's that important. Yeah. All right. Yeah, well, next important. one, Pat. Yeah. Uh, two quick plane ones. When people clap when the plane lands, Bad. what are you doing? Bad. Uh, also, people who stand up immediately when the plane lands, you're in like 96C. Sit down. You're not going anywhere. It's not that. It's to stretch your legs, no, isn't but, it? No, no, no. but it's, no, it's weird because they stand up as soon as the plane lands. And it's like you do realize we have to actually taxi to the gate mm-hmm. and it's going to take some time before they start letting people off the plane. Yeah. Why do you need out. to get up and stand over me? Why are you I don't grabbing like your you bags from the overhead? You, you people are the worst. Yeah. I'm with you on that one a thousand percent, Pat. Why don't we have a protocol for getting off the plane for deplaning where they say, hey, Rose, eight through 12, you can deplane. The way we board the plane to avoid all of these people that are really rude and don't know how to deal with social cues, why don't we have a process in place? Well, for a while, when I would fly to, to Palm Beach International, JetBlue, they would have the back of the plane open too, that you deboard in the front and the back. It oh. made it so much better because you basically split the difference and everybody can get off quickly because of the fact that you, you have two exits. They only have the one exit. Yeah. If you get off on a, on a plane in the back and you can walk in and they set it up for you, it makes it so much easier. Yeah, if you're sitting behind me, you're not getting off the plane before me. It's just not going to happen. It's not going to happen. I'll, I will bolo you to make sure I get off the plane before you do. <laughs> Thanks for listening to the Unsportsmanlike podcast on ESPN Radio. You can listen to Unsportsmanlike live weekdays from 6 to 10 a.m. Eastern on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, and on Sirius XM Channel 80. You can also watch on ESPN2 and on ESPNU. Unsportsmanlike with Evan Canty and Michelle.